We've done it. We have leveled up and hit our main Kickstarter goal. Thank you to everyone that has donated. So there is still time for us to lower the bar further. Go to kickstarter.com slash project slash dash josh slash lowering dash the dash bar. And let's see how low this bar can go. Not the first time that we've heard that. This is Josh. This is Nick. And welcome to Nowhere, California. We're at the beginning of September. Which means we are very close to the end of our Kickstarter campaign. And compared to our last Kickstarter campaign, this is a lot more upbeat. Uh, yeah, I think there's a positive spin on this. If, if you're coming in to this late, how dare you? But, um... No, no. Welcome aboard. <laughs> in the face of victory, we say, welcome aboard. Come because on. Because there's still more time to yeah, give us money. That's fair. That's fair. But uh, towards the end of August, uh, we, we hit our goal. Yeah, we uh, we had one very, very generous donation. Um, uh, thank you once again to Vernette Hansen for that uh, donation that hit us over the top. Right, and thank you to everybody who's donated so far. Uh, and since then. Yeah, we're, we're giving you know, dues to Vernette because she's the one that kind of put us over the top with everything. And, uh, you know, once, once we get to the end of the campaign, wherever we're at, um, you know, we're, we're going to come out with a complete list. Yeah. Of we'll thank have yous. a full episode, full videos yeah. and everything like that. There's still going to be updates and everything because like I said, we still have probably with this posting, probably about 10 days. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're, we're, we're going to see what our stretch goals in the are going to get us. So, uh, yeah. Um, stretch oh, like goals said, a lot different than last time. <laughs> yeah, if, if those of you uh, out there that are just coming across the the Kickstarter campaign or just hearing about it, we've reached our base goal, and now we're pushing towards our uh, our our what the hell are they called? A stretch, stretch goal. goals. A Thank stretch you. Stretch goal. Uh, just reason to give us more money so we can keep uh, elevating the show. Well, I mean the best we can. Hey, <laughs> Phil's not here, so. Well, I know that that's. That's a little bit of the wind out of the sails and everything, but he always speaking gives of which, me a rise. You know, we could throw in some new perks <laughs> if we want. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of a rise, we could... yeah. Well, all right. Well, speaking of like the last uh, uh, Kickstarter thing, okay. It'd be about this time we start offering Phil for handies for money for the Kickstarter. Oh, we, uh, you don't know what you're missing if you haven't had a Phil handy. It's uh, he's got some silky soft hands. Let me tell you, very true. Uh, but there is still some great perks available through this one. One of them being uh, Phil's relaxation with you. Oh, well, you know. With with no hands, no hands. I was going to say, if you can't have Phil's hands, you'll definitely go with his mouth. His oral skills are unparalleled. And we miss him. Yes. So we should probably pause right there, give Phil a couple moments of listening to this and going, son of a bitch, shut the fuck up. Right, right. Wait, but we're we're talking about his order skills, right? His, his, His speaking skills, right? Yeah. God, get your mind out of the gutter, you dirty bastards. And Phil, how dare you assume that we would imply that you were giving oral <laughs> satisfaction in any other way. Hey, we still got to remember, some people may be listening to this that have donated and going like, you know what? Oh, yeah. We're going we're to we're <laughs> retract that donation. <laughs> we're going to retract, so <clears throat> th- this whole chunk may be out of there. Yeah, we're, we'll whittle this down a little bit. But like we said, though, uh, the next episode you get from us in September will be a full wrap-up of our full adventures in Kickstarter this time around. Right. This was just going to be kind of a kind of our BS bullshit episode. Um, because we, our initial plans was us just in here begging for money. <laughs> our, brains, <laughs> our brains are a little fucking fried right now. We don't... Uh, we didn't quite have anything to roll with, so we're... I mean, in, in an episode where we're actually going to have a what-the-fuck moment that revolves around the Andy Griffith show, that ought to tell you where we're at in desperation. Yeah, but right before now. we get there, there was something I've been wanting to talk about on here. Yeah. 
but we haven't had a chance to since we've been getting that ball rolling again, getting Kickstarter going and everything. Uh-huh. I would like to talk about the demise of uh, At Midnight. Okay, so you know there was there was a series of events that happened at, at Comedy Central that all kind of made us scratch our head. Uh, the the first being moving At Midnight to eleven thirty. Okay. Uh, it was after the nightly show got canceled, which was another show that was really great that Comedy Central should have rolled with. Right. Now, the fact they're that they... A con- they're a cable ne- network, so they have some room to work with if a show's not doing well. Hell, Tosh.0 is still on. <laughs> still pretty damn funny. But, uh, you know, to, to give them some credit, I mean, at least we still had... At midnight yeah. at that point. But um, even for the first couple of weeks of the 1130 show, they were still like, um, we're, we're not sure what's going on here. Yeah, it was, it was a little odd. And then in the but, face but of all of that. it was supposed to be temporary, too. Right. Uh, but then what we found out was at the, the end of what would be deemed temporary, uh, they just decided to pull it completely from programming. Yeah, and it was Comedy Central's choice because they wanted to uh, restructure their nightly programming. Right. Which is kind of like, um, you you build that type of thing on at midnight. You start your night with Daily Show, which right. is a Comedy Central institution, and the way to do it is end it with at midnight. You know, the thing I don't understand is, you know, it, it was done locally here in, in yeah. L.A. We, we came close to seeing it. I mean, sure, yeah, we did. <laughs> Got down there a little late. Yeah. Uh, but, you know... Shit, you had guests, re- reoccurring guests like uh, Kevin Smith that we were on there that, yeah, that are now. just a stone's throw away from the studios yeah. from where they would record. So you had people all over the valley that would just pop in. Well, and- like the one real big thing about Midnight that I loved was their exposure of comedians to people that probably would never right, them, like right. Kyle Kinane, exactly. Matt Brogner, uh, freaking Brian Prosane, uh, Brett Gergumler. I forget how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, but you're a funny motherfucker. Uh, yeah. in, uh, one of the biggest success stories from At Midnight is Steve Aging. Yeah. Because he was in freaking Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Exactly. Well, you know, a lot of people tend to fly under the radar on stuff, and, and it, it was through At Midnight that, that people were able oh, to see I almost see forgot them. Ron Funches, too. Yes. How oh, can I forget God, Ron Funches? Damn it, he's funny. Uh, he was one of my favorite dudes on that. <laughs> you know, um, it's just it, w- it was a, a platform for uh, for them to spotlight new comedians yeah. and you know and kind of get their input on different things. And uh, you know, Chris Hardwick, first and foremost, is a stand-up yeah. guy as well, and so he knew a lot of the people coming up in the LA circuit and through the you know a they were getting big through some of the other shows. Exactly, the guests, exactly. Guests. And so. Uh, you know, it just feels like it's a it, it's just a, a big void now, a big loss, and so you know, it, it was I, interesting. Leading, the last couple of episodes, like Hardwick would nudge and be like, "Hey," whenever like the crowd react badly to a joke, he's like, "Well, we're going to be gone soon, so fuck off." Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> taking the old Conan O'Brien approach, knowing yeah. that it wasn't going to be on the side too. too like he he'd give his nod to Comedy Central, like thanking him for letting him do the show and everything. Right. But they're, they're they're just to me, it felt like there's a little underlining thing of like, seriously, Comedy Central. Like I haven't. Yeah. I was talking to my brother about it too. Where it's like, I I was thinking anyways. Like sooner or later, Hardwick was going to have to move on. Well, okay, Maybe so because he is a busy dude, right? You know, and and not uh, not everything happens for the best when you have stuff like that. Take you know, take the Man Show for example. Oh God! You know the original. The you know yeah. the original cast of, of the Man Show, and then it, it moved on to uh, Joe Stanhope Rogan and, and Doug Stanhope, and, which wasn't horrible. But it was. But magic. it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't the same well, magic. I threw out to my brother like, don't go with another. Don't grab somebody from the panel and make them a host. I'd say put Will Whedon in as the host of At Midnight. 
he, he's that yes. good middle road, and that was what Chris Hardwick was. He was that good middle road of yeah. being a podcast host and all that stuff. And exactly. A and Will exactly. Whedon went and rocked it. Yeah, he's an incredibly talented dude, and uh, uh, you know, much bigger than just his, yeah. <laughs> his Star Trek and his uh, Big Bang Theory stuff. He's he's a really personable guy, and a really charming guy as well. Oh, yeah. So I, you know, he he could have easily carried the banner, uh, you know, with with Hardwick's departure, but. Just to can the whole show. It, it's dumb. To me, you know, it's dumb. At midnight, should have been moved back to midnight, given an hour, because right. there was so much stuff there. Because, hell, if you're an avid listener of this show, um, half the games we used to play, I stole from that damn show. Yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> uh, true. We... I'm too adjective for this noun. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, movie we did. Shoot. We, <laughs> we definitely... Uh, Borrowed. My daughter wants me to say that that wasn't borrowed; it was stolen. It was fucking stolen. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, goddamn toddlers are so honest. Uh, she's going through the squealy phase right now, by the way. So, if you hear that in the microphone, um, <laughs> bad on bad on me. Uh, good and, on you. Uh, you don't have to be right she's here. She's going here. through her Italian phase of "I'll come on." Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the other one. She sits. Uh, <laughs> she hears me at the computer every now and then when it doesn't load up right. And I'm like, "Oh, come on!" And she does that. She goes, eh, "Come on!" And it sounds like an Italian goomba. <laughs> It's hilarious. She's like a little Joe Pesci in a diaper. So uh, I'm not going to make any jokes there because I'm afraid Joe Pesci will kill me. Yeah. <laughs> there was an old joke in my head, and I was yep. like, no, no. Nope, not, not going to do it. So back not going to do it. Tonight. Yeah, so. Um, um, the final episode, though, was really good. Like, they had, it was, I, there has to be an uncut uh, edition of that episode. Okay. Because they brought everybody back, and they revolved them into the panel. Nice. Like, and they did the final uh, hashtag war, and Hardwick jumped in. Oh, did he? Yeah, at first it was Thomas Lennon and two other panelists, but then Hardwick's like, everybody's been wanting me to do this since day one, so since this is the final episode, I'm jumping in. Nice. <laughs> and it was freaking awesome. Very and cool. It, like, I watched it, and it, it, I'm weird. Like, you, you give me my Terminator crap and everything, but I, I was tearing up by the end of the show because I freaking loved At Midnight. It was like, okay. it pissed me off that it was ending. Look, hey, if we're was, breaking the emotional dam with you, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I'm sad that it comes at the expense of At Midnight, but... Yeah. yeah. But it was like, come on, this show was so good. <laughs> yes. And they gave the nods to Comedy Central and everything, thanking them and everything, but also, too, it's still like, this show would have made this network. This could have been the South Park of the, like... Right. Uh, live action shows for... Yeah, Comedy Central. Yeah, because the, the sketch God, sketch show type thing. Because God forbid, show. Comedy Central does anything with stand up comics. Well, you know, it's like MTV and music. Yeah. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I, I've been. This is going to be a little weird, but I've had a moment that I can relate to in this, in which um, locally here in the high desert area, I worked uh, with our local broadcaster Preston Stone on the uh, Rock 106.5 Get Stone in the Morning Morning Show. Nice title. Oh, yeah, fantastic title. And Preston was a perfect guy to host it. We had a lot of fun. We played a lot of pranks. Did a lot of stuff. Well, we were we were given a six-month window. And we were told that if we could bring our readings up to Y102 standards, which is a... Unfortunately for this nearly, area. <laughs> yeah, well, it's nearly an insurmountable feat because, you know, so many people tune into Y102. They've been on the, the air up here for almost Ever. 30 years. <laughs> and um, it, it's... You know, it's it's an institution, so it's going to be difficult to beat that. Well, we managed to bring our ratings up and, and beat out every other radio program that's broadcast up here from down the hill. Uh, down the hill being the San Bernardino area for us. Um, we managed to do all that stuff, and yet we still got canceled uh, and replaced with Bob and Tom, yeah. who everybody hated and has now gone by the wayside. And 
they just you know they have some other programming on there now but I, you know i know what it i know what it's like to have something yanked out from underneath you when you're doing well and uh it, it sucks you know nothing to the caliber of of ad midnight but still nonetheless i i understand that and it's got to suck and you know, Chris is going to still have many, many things to do. The wall, Talking Dead. Talking Dead, exactly. Talking with Chris Hardwick. Exactly. Fear the Talking Dead and uh, Nerdist and should I continue? And the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, like I said. And I his knew, stand-up career, you know. Yeah, so. I knew the dude was going to be leaving sooner or later. Right. But so, thank but, you, Ed you know, Midnight, for all the yes, fucking funny. We we tip our hat to you. Thank you very much. And uh, sorry you're not with us anymore. That fucking sucks. Yeah. And it doesn't look like Comedy Central is going to be doing their usual thing of beating us overhead with repeats. Good. I mean, uh, I, I, I've I've put death threats on everybody in my house. If you delete any of the <laughs> at midnights that are on the DVR right now, I will hurt you. Uh, we'll look for them in in uh, <clears throat> we'll look for them in, in DVD collections coming oh, somewhere. I hope they do, but I I'm not holding my breath. Hey, you can get you can get issues of the Man Show. Well, yeah, because they can still make money off of that. Well, still. But also, too, you got to think with the revolving door of panelists and everything. Yeah. they got to pay all of them. Uh, all right. That's a good point. Yeah. Anyways, on to other things, like you alluded to earlier. With Nowhere, California, um, we have a, a, an affinity for uh, what-the-fuck moments. Yeah, that's, <laughs> our, that's kind of our staple thing. We, we like to ask celebrities and fans and listeners and people that we have on I've the show. I've sent several emails to Hollywood Babylon. Yeah. That's our reason, favorite what-the-fuck moments, our WTF moments. That's the reason with the when um, we got our uh, pledge that knocked us over the top, right. I had a feeling it may have been Hollywood Babylon until I got a message from Vernette that it was her. Right. Because I sent an email and... Yeah, it was almost question. right on the heels of you sending out that email. Yeah. So. so I was like, oh, crap. But uh, when we get to the episode where we explain everything about our Kickstarter and everything, and I explain a little bit more about my history uh, with Fernet, you'll know why, honestly, her pledge would even top the pledge from Hollywood Battle. Absolutely. Anyways, but back to the what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, so right before we start the show... This gentleman over here says, I have a what the fuck for us. And I'm like, oh, awesome. I love the what the fuck. And then I told him where it was from. Yeah, and he goes, it's from the Andy Griffith show. Okay. I'm glad we're going topical. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something current. Well, I've been on a mash kick lately. And um, That's on fair. TV land, they do a marathon every day. Okay. And before the marathon starts, it's Andy Griffith show. And unfortunately, sometimes my timing's off or something like that where I'll turn it to TV land and uh-huh. it's still Andy Griffin. And. Usually, I'll just do something. I'm going to make you do it. What? Like how we used to say survival series? Andy Griffith. 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 Like Merv Griffith. Fuck off. (laughs) I know. I know. Andy Griffith. Did I do it right? Griffith. Griffith. Yeah. Okay. Well, I caught the tail end of this one episode. Okay. And Andy's standing there talking to a guy. Okay. And basically, this guy is telling Andy Griffith, as soon as I see Barney, played by Don Knotts, Uh on the street, out of uniform, basically, he's going to beat the shit out of him. Andy said this? No, the guy. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, no, that'd be a bigger one. Yeah, I was like, wow. Why did I never see the animosity episode? Okay. No, just random dude telling Andy, I'm going to beat the crap out of Barney when I see him on the street out of uniform. Okay. The first what the fuck right there. You're talking to the sheriff of this. Well, you know. Yeah. Granted, Barney tends to warrant a good smacking around every now and then. He has to carry a bullet in his pocket, so he can't ever have it loaded into his gun because he shot himself too many times. Yeah, but this guy is yeah. telling the sheriff, I'm going to yeah. attack your deputy. Yeah, okay. So, so I'm sitting there like, seriously? <laughs> what? Okay. So Andy goes talk to Don Knotts, and Don is hiding out in his house and not want to go on a date, and I'm like, where's the girl that's going on a date with him? 
I'm tr- I can never remember his girlfriend's name, but he had one. Oh yeah, yeah, he had one. Yeah, and but Andy was talking to him like, "You need you're, you're the deputy. You need to stand up and represent the badge." And Don Knotts is just kind of like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know." So Andy turns around, and goes back to the guy that threatened to beat him up. He goes, "Oh, be careful because Barney knows karate." And it's just like, huh? what? And he explains well, it. Well, Barney does it a few episodes. Like, act like he's learned some judo and some karate. Yeah. And this leads to the guy going, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to be waiting outside the sheriff's <laughs> department tonight as Barney's coming out. Right. I'm going to attack him. Mind you, still telling the sheriff this when the sheriff can go, you're threatening a person. You're threatening a public official. Well, you're under in, arrest. Keep in mind, this is like 1950 something. Mayberry's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a podunk little town, and so the, the laws that are there may not encompass the whole attacking a public official. Well, threatening a public official once they're out of uniform. Oh, okay. So this this leads to Andy inside with a gentleman of Asian persuasion. <laughs> okay, dressed up as Barney. In street clothes and stuff with a hat. Walks out with a hat covering his face. Okay. Walks by where the guy that's going to attack him is at. Guy grabs Barney, quote unquote. Uh Uh-huh. And the quote unquote Barney proceeds to beat the living crap out of him. Karate style. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And this leads to Andy going to Barney, telling him, like, oh, I think you're going to be fine. I I, I told him that you knew karate and everything. He's probably going to stand down. And Barney's like, damn right he is. He gets... gets his ego all pushed yeah, up and everything. Yeah. He's like, okay, okay. He goes, and the guy is standing, talking to somebody or doing something, and Barney walks up to him and is like, I love this show. He's like, I, I hear you want to do something to me. And the guy's scared out of his mind. Like, no, no. I, 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 don't beat me up again. And was, I'm sitting there watching this going like, what the fuck? This is Andy Griffin. When did, yeah. when, when did they do this stuff? Well, you know, the thing is, is Andy, Andy was always a problem solver for people. Oh, you yeah. Know? He, so... You know, and then he this, became Matlock. this is one of those things, you know, Mayberry RFD sort of thing. It's it's one of those deals where, you know, if he wasn't teaching a life lesson to Ope, you know, old Opie. Or, I have a or, question on that after your yeah, your get, getting here. one from, uh, you know, getting some sort of, of life lesson from Aunt B or something like that. Then he was solving some issue with the uh, I always forget the town drunk's name or Floyd the barber or something along those lines. Or uh, Gomer, so, Gomer Pyle. Gomer, yeah, Gomer or Goober. There's yeah. both those guys there. Uh, but Andy was the kind of the person who would, uh, <clears throat> who would try to encourage you to solve your problems. And, uh, you know, if, if, you know, for the, for the betterment of the department and the badge and for, you know, uh, even Barney's confidence bringing this, uh, karate expert in, you know, and dressing him up like Barney. Probably the only Asian in Mayberry. <laughs> possibly. That's possible. And that's uh, not even being, uh, uh, like, racist or anything. No, it's probably no, no, very no. true. But, uh, yeah, at the time. Mayberry was white. Right. Um, you know, so, and Andy was a problem solver. And, and it probably, at that time, was funny as hell to, for people to watch. You know, seeing this guy get his ass handed to him, and all of a sudden he's cowering before Barney. Yeah. You know, and Barney all hyped up going... Well, I tell you what, Andy, I, he knew better than to attack me. So, I oh God, I love that show so much. Okay, so you've watched him. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, so I've watched Chunks, like I've said, because right. I don't know what else to do when I need <coughs> to kill time before MASH comes on. Okay. Because we're both old. <laughs> True. And yeah. as Green Day said, uh, you know, when masturbation's lost, it's fun. Yeah. Hmm. Well, 
there's there's this one lingering question that I'm, I'm always wondering: Where the hell is Opie's mom? Okay, um, I guess Mrs. Griffith. Well, Griffith, 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 <laughs> Griffith. Well, it was called the Andy Griffith Show, but in the show, he's Andy Taylor. Okay, yeah, uh, Andy and Opie Taylor. Um, Andy Taylor is a widower. His wife is dead. Okay, yeah, his okay. wife is dead. Uh, the uh, please try not to make a joke of this, but it, they're called. It's called a backdoor pilot. Ah, uh, okay. So it's, it's there was piggybacked a, off another show. There was a wife in the other show. Sort of. It was explained in the other in Danny Tom, the Danny Thomas show. Oh, okay. Uh, it was explained that. Uh, well, look who you're talking to here. Yes, right. Yes, the joke was there. Yeah, but I know, I know about backdoor right. pilots. <laughs> so, <laughs> God. Anyhow, uh, so yeah, he's he's a, a, a widower. And um, his, uh, if I remember correctly, so did he did he have a wife in the, the that pilot? Or, well, no, or you or don't see her. She was too. already she'd already died. It, oh, okay. Because Opie, they they say that she died when Opie was just a speck of a baby. Oh wow! Just basically, shortly after Opie was born, or maybe even during childbirth. I don't know. They so never it wasn't from really crack. explained. No, no, no it wasn't crack. from crack. Okay. Uh, Opie's a crack baby. Yeah, it was a. <laughs> well, I mean, they are kind of. It was either a moonshine or a meth accident. Yeah. So, no, but uh, yeah, I, I think she died either during. No, we're California, the only show to be able to talk <laughs> about blowing up uh, the little house in the Prairie Town, and now crack in Mayberry. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's basically your answer to that one. Okay. Andy Taylor is a is a widower. Okay, that explains that. Right. Well, that's like, why he's the most eligible bachelor in Mayberry. Yeah, I, was, I saw another episode where they thought he was getting married, and he's like, no. Right. He does later on, and I don't remember if it's before the show ends or if it's done. I think it's done on a special. If I remember correctly, they came back and they did a special. I want to say like in the 80s, 70s or 80s or something like that. Where Where Opie was Ron Howard. Pretty much, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And uh, they had... yeah, they had Andy go ahead and he, I think Andy had, either Andy was already married and Barney got married in that episode or the other way around. Wow, that's cool that they uh, brought him back and right. he, everybody got married and everything. And like yeah. I said, Ron Howard, it wasn't Opie anymore, it was Ron Howard. Yeah, I'd have to, I'll have to look up the special and I'm sure we won't <laughs> cover it again, but just, you know, for an off yeah, uh, topic. Uh, uh, honestly, I think this may be the only Andy Griffin episode it, of Nowhere it California. Could be. Yeah, it'll also be the last Andy Griffith episode. Oh, boy, <laughs> boy, when you get locked into the wrong name, you just hang on to it for dear life. This is kind of weird. Um, we 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 are usually trying to scrambling to finish up on time and yeah we're we're kind of coming right down to the wire on it but we do have uh, we, we might do as well have, discuss something else too well since, I mean we can segue from one Ron Howard uh, story into another another yeah. because we, there's a lot of entertainment news we still got to uh, catch up on and yes we might as well cover this one now the trials and tribulations tribulations yeah. tri- tribulations. The fucked up journey of the, <laughs> the Han Solo movie, which is pretty much what a tribulation is. Yeah, uh, yeah it's you uh, know, it's interesting what's been going on with that one. Now, who were the brothers that have exited? Uh, I forget their name. There's they're the guys that directed the Lego movie, right? Okay, yeah. which and was they kind were of supposed to choice. direct the Flash movie, but then right. they double back. And they got offered, the, yeah, they got offered the Han Solo, Solo movie project. And got this one taken away. Well, they they said that it was it, it was, was a mutual departure. Yes, it was taken from them because they were they were trying to throw a little too much humor into it. Yeah, and make it a little more haha funny. And to me, I think what they were probably doing was taking it more the route of a Han Solo 
who is a member of Guardians of the Galaxy sort of I thing. I think so. Where it had a ha-ha factor that was just a little too much. But unfortunately with Han Solo, like, out of any of the spin-off Star Wars movies or even the Star Wars movies, if there could be an R-rated one, it'd be the Han Solo origin You know story. what? The, and, and, and we... Not saying that they should do an R-rated one, but... Exactly. Han Solo deserves grit and not humor. I disagree. I disagree. I think what they did is they went too far with the humor. Because you have to think about it. You know, he's... How many, like, interactions does he have with Princess Leia where she's like, I'd just as soon kiss a Wookiee. And he's like, that could be arranged. Yeah. You know, and then there's a well, couple yeah, of the greatest saying, like, arrogant love moments where, you know, she's like, I love you. And he's like, I know. Well, I'm not talking, like, humorless completely. Right. No, yeah. but what I'm saying is I think what they did was they took a character who was supposed to be this scruffy, charming, you know, Scruffy-ness gambler slash smuggler yeah. slash scoundrel. And... uh and and they tried to they tried to take the ball and run with it a little too far in the haha direction, and not. Where you know, the studio it's was it's a it's a he's a delicate character. It, you know, he it, is. It, it's one of those things where okay, we've already had to deal with the fact that Han Solo has died in the, in the films. Spoilers. <laughs> if you don't fucking know that by now, <laughs> suck my ass till my head caves in. Okay, so <laughs> that's, <a new> <laughs> that's right, like a Capri Sun, pucker up, Buttercup. So, <laughs> yeah. with, with that be being part of my said, repertoire now. there you go. Take it, use it, have fun with it. Uh, with that being said, you know Han Solo, it, it's he's he's kind of a kind of a, a weird character to have to dance around because while he was so serious about so many different things, there were several light moments with him. You know, where he's yelling at C-3PO or where he's even yelling at Chewbacca. Uh, you know, moments where he's being cynical about the Force. Uh, you have, you know, well, moments... It's from, the, it's from the guy that created the character. Right. The scene where he goes running after the uh, Stormtrooper screaming and yelling with his blaster and then they come running back after him and you get that iconic kind of moment. That's even translated into Spaceballs. Yeah. Uh, with the, you know, the, the, the Spaceballs that line up and take a shot and <clears throat> Barf pulls the thing off the wall and... You know, pew, 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 back at him. So there's, there is humor within the character. And um, I, I just think that they, they probably went too far off the yeah. reservation with it. And now... Yeah, so now we, we have... A new director yeah, in the helm. Ron Howard stepped in and uh, floored the entire world, you know, with like, holy crap. Now, it really shouldn't come as any shock because his first feature film was American Graffiti. True. Uh, which was George, George Lucas. But and not really a Star Wars film, though. No, but yeah. he does he does recount uh, a story that was uh, told to him. He like was when, originally supposed to play Yoda. No, no, not at all. <laughs> but uh, back when uh, back when George Lucas was doing uh, American Graffiti, he had said to him then, you know, that he was going to go into directing himself and, you know, and all that stuff. And, and George and he were having a discussion and it came up like what do you plan on doing next and he says well I want to do a science fiction film but I want to do it in the vein of having all these different worlds and things to travel to and all that. something that had never been tackled before and uh, you know at it, it, first they kind of laughed it off and you know it really wasn't kind of any uh, anything so that was taken that serious probably laughed it off back then they were right. going like if I could have been a producer, right? They just you know didn't didn't take it very seriously. And uh, if you look now, you you can find pictures from nineteen. Look up nineteen seventy seven Star Wars movie lines, and you'll see them where they're lined up around the building. Oh yeah, and it, it spent weeks in the theater and returned to the theater, and you know it was yeah. So it was it it became the legacy that it is. So it's not really that much of a surprise for me to see Ron Howard jumping in. Yeah, 
But it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, there's been pictures that have been shown, and Ron Howard just sitting there enjoying <laughs> his freaking time. See, I'm really excited to see Donald Glover as Sinner. Lando. Uh, they they tweeted something out the other day, and it was like Lando's wardrobe, and it was just like eight cloaks, blue cloaks with the you know with the chain and stuff like that. And um, so you know, it's it's going to be interesting. We're gonna, I'm I'm certain we're going to see the history of of Lando losing the Falcon to Han. Oh, it's going to be curious to see what he flies for. Hopefully it's going to be the meeting of he and Chewbacca. I hope they stick to a lot of what the novelization said where he rescued him from the uh, Imperial slave pits and things like that. It, so, it's going to be interesting. And I think that's, that's still gunning for 2018, right? I believe so. I believe yeah. so. They're looking to, to release a Star Wars film just about every single year. Yeah. And uh, every other year we're supposed to get another one of the episodes. And then they've announced that they're supposed to be doing even more. Um, yep, that's exactly what I was about to bring up. Okay, well, then I'll turn it over to you and let you do that. We got an announcement of an Obi-Wan movie. Yes, a young Obi-Wan. Uh, well, not young Obi-Wan, but the, kind of the middle years after the Clone Wars. Which is the perfect way to do it because it can go forward and backwards with that. Right. Because you can find out how he be, got to... Um, Qui-Gon Jinn? Yes. Well, I mean, there is a... Well, no, 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 no. I think it's I think it's taking place after... Well, I mean, like, in the in flashback moments. Where, okay. Like, pre-Qui-Gon Jinn, and then sure. we can also find out how he met Ray's mom. That's a good point. That's a very, very good point. I'm not uh, dropping that ball. <laughs> I know you're not. Uh, We're going to find out soon. I don't... I See, I don't know if it's his or if it's... Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, I, I go with your explanation look, from it. In from some earlier. of the novelization, we do find out that there is a, you know, there is a beloved of his uh, a little later on. Yeah. But um, I'll, I'll tell you, the if you were at San Diego Comic-Con this year and you look up Sideshow Collectibles, they do these amazing photorealistic sculptures and, you know, of cartoon characters, of uh, comic book characters, film, full-size versions of the Terminator endoskeleton, Predators, you know, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Han and Carbonite was one of the ones that they've done. They released this year a Obi-Wan Kenobi where he has graying hair, but it's still... Like, it it has... It's a, it's a solid mix between uh, Alec Guinness... And um, Ewan McGregor, yeah, Ewan McGregor. Oh, wow. That's and so it's it, it's this just amazing uh, mix of the two of them, where his hair is just starting to gray. He still has some of the the, the blondish brown, and, you know, the dirty blonde kind of hair, <clears throat> but his hair is starting to gray now, and his beard starting to gray a little bit. And it's the later adventures in his life, you know, as, as to what's going on. I mean, I was excited as hell when we watched Rogue One, and there's Bail Organa, and he's talking with Mon Mothma and she says, you know, are you still in contact with that Jedi friend of yours? And he's <laughs> like, yes, I, you know, I believe I can get a, a message to him, you know, and this and that, you know, well, do you trust a messenger? Yes, with my life. And he was talking about Princess Leia and I'm like, ah, oh. and then he walks out of the door and goes, Captain Antilles and I'm all, son of a bitch! It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, it was, it was such candy to hear all that yeah. stuff. So I'm looking forward to seeing that along yeah. with a Boba Fett backstory. Oh yeah, it's going to be amazing and we're probably going to get more and more one-offs. I, you know, as long as they want to keep going with the episodes, I think they're going to continue just going. Hey, we'll do it this year. We'll do an episode next year. Blah blah blah. Right. I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping the standalone Boba Fett film like secures him as a badass. Oh yeah. Because if you if you count just what we've seen on film, he's not. He's kind of a doofus who really didn't catch anybody. Yeah. Vader did for him. You he know? just looked badass with the jetpack. Yeah, we we know that Vader told him no disintegrations. Don't wax anybody. Nobody's <laughs> been disintegrated, but still, don't don't kill anybody. And 
you know, he was eventually killed with a, you know, stick by a blind man. Yeah. So Thrown into a giant pussy in the desert. E- exactly. Uh, the big puckered anus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, with that, and let's, on that let's hope. Yes. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, yeah. <laughs> to wrap it up with a sandy asshole, uh, <laughs> or a dirty sandy vagina. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll just see what the future holds. I'm looking forward to seeing what Ron Howard's going to do with the, the Han Solo. I know they're doing some reshoots now. Yeah. Uh, reshooting a good chunk of the film and, uh, you know, I, I think he'll, he'll do it justice. He's going to rock it. Absolutely. I, I just want to put it on record right now. This is the only type of podcast where you'll start out with a Kickstarter, jump into Andy Griffin. Griffith. Griffith. Uh-huh. And then end with a freaking Star Wars conversation <laughs> with a Sandy Buttle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't think you're gonna find that anywhere else. So enjoy, folks. Uh, and thank you for your money. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for donating to us, talentless hacks. Yeah, but <laughs> by the way, uh, Kickstarter.com/slash/projects/ slash nowhere dash josh slash lowering dash the dash bar we still got a couple days gotta wow gotta, gotta keep pimping i'm i'm impressed man so anyway thank you very much for your donations and if you want to donate some more feel free if you want to pass along please do and uh thank you for tuning in to nowhere california this has been josh this has been nick and we'll see you again in nowhere yep